from the third dimension. This is 3D or 2D.com's Duh 3D Show. Put on your 3D glasses now. If you're wondering what the 3D stand for, they are discussion, debate, and the news. We hope that you enjoy the show. Get it? The show? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 99, almost to 100 of the 3D Show. I'm Adolf. I have with me the Jakes. Say, whatchamacallit, classic Jake. Whatchamacallit. And say, woozy-wazzle, new Jake. Woozy-wazzle. <laughs> All right, so we got a ton of topics to talk about. Um, I wanted to try to record this before more topics started coming online because it's, you know, so let's just get started. Uh, Flash movie is back in production. Woo! Yes. yes, it's about damn time. Yeah, so happy. The Ezra Miller Flash movie. Get that right. Yes. yes. And um, we actually all really haunt Ezra Miller's Flash because we got to see him in the Snyder Cut, which if you have not seen him in the Snyder Cut, you really, really should um, because I feel like I like him a lot more because of that. Sorry, I'm late. Essentially, the bus didn't come, then the bus did come, but then there was this old woman counting change for the fare, like nickel, penny, nickel, penny. Like, geez, Louise, let this woman on the bus. She's 107 years old. These are some of her last few moments of life. Oh, yeah. But Flash movie has been development hell for like three years now, right? Jake? Classic Jake? Yeah, well, nothing compared to what Black Adam went through. <laughs> so, um,. I think, is it still supposed to be Flashpoint, I think, right? The idea? Loose adaptation, yeah. We, we will find out. <laughs> Eventually. Uh, Michael Keaton is confirmed, so, and they also have uh, pictures of them on set. Uh, not of the actors, but of the Michael Keaton, uh, Wayne Manor, so it's pretty much confirmed it's Flashpoint. Okay. Just in case you don't know what Flashpoint is, uh, anyone listening... Flashpoint is a story where Flash goes back in time and changes a big life event, and because of that change, it messes up time. So he has to deal with the consequences and try to learn from it, and then when he goes back to his normal time, things are different. That's a very nice, spoiler-free way of saying the story. <laughs> yeah, it basically, it's the new, he boots up the, the new 52. Because a lot of times, uh, different comic books have used Flashpoint as a way to reboot stuff and change stuff because the time travel aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they shamelessly borrowed it from how Star Trek rebooted for the Kelvinverse. So, I- I'm definitely excited for this. Um, I definitely think Flash could look great in 3D, too. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yep. Mm-hmm. All the different um, super speed scenes that we got from Quicksilver in the X-Men movies definitely look great in 3D. And if they want to do that here, go for it. Yep, exactly. And they could, and bullet time would look incredible in 3D. Now, the, the ultimate question is, are they going to honor the Zack Snyder cut? Or are they going to just assume you haven't watched it or Justice League? How does this work? It'll probably be following Justice League Snyder Cut, most likely. Uh, let's hope. Yeah, fingers crossed. 
Yeah. Because, I mean, they, they already got the girl from the, the Justice League, the Ira West, and they got mm-hmm. the cast except for uh, the dad, Billy Crudup, couldn't do it, so they had to get Ron Livingston to play his father. So that's the only recasting that's official at this point. Mm-hmm. So it's been multiple directors. Um, I don't even know who's the director now. <laughs> Uh, it's, um, oh god, it's, uh, Andy Muschietti from the It movies. Uh-huh. So he's still on it. That's good. Yes, like, it was, like, Robert Zemeckis, it was the directors of the Vacation and Game Day or Game Night, uh, movie, so, yeah, they had various directors at various points. And the last we heard about this is that they were gonna start filming, and then COVID started. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, uh, definitely welcome this, and if uh, I think it's going to be fun, and I, I, for the love of God, I hope they do have uh, Grant Gustin reprise his role in here. Yes, I think he's almost confirmed. Yeah, that would be awesome, especially since Ezra Miller was on uh, the Flash TV show. Yeah, the Infinite Earths episode. Mm-hmm. So- I mean, that may be all we get is that an extended version of that scene. Because it would make sense, because that's where he gets his Flash name. Right. I mean, I would love more than that, though. But, yeah, um, that could be basically, maybe they did film then and say, okay, here, uh, do another extra ten minutes, and then we'll include that in the movie somehow, some way, and we'll figure that out later, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would love it if uh, that Flash was helping train this Flash. That would be fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. That would be a great nod to other Flashes, because the fun thing about Flash as a comic book hero is there's always been multiple Flashes. Always been. Yeah, and they're always called Flash. And uh, and Flash fans have no trouble keeping them straight. And all of them are friendly to each other. They know each other. They're like, yeah, we're buds, man. So it totally yep. works. <laughs> yeah. So do, you, do you think there will be a Wally West in this show, or is it just going to be Barry Allen? I just think Barry. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they could, but I don't think so. Because if they're doing Flashpoint, they're going to have so many characters, they're going to need to trim where they can. Do, do you think there's going to be, uh, like, the original Flash from the 1990 series? Or do you think that's like, going a bit too far? I don't think so, because they already did that in the Flash TV show. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Um, but I do think, I think it's very likely... That they'll have um, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman um, and Aquaman guest star um, have a small role. I think that's very likely. Unfortunately, uh, Cyborg uh, looks like he got cut out of this movie, which, damn it, another thing with Snyderverse that, um, you know, if you're um, Snyder cut, oh my god, uh, Cyborg's awesome. And um, yeah, it's so sad. That he's going to be cut out. Because it was going to be, for a while, Flash Cyborg movie. And that's not happening. So I'm guessing Cyborg is completely cut out of this movie now. <laughs> I mean, th- things could change. But, I mean, will will, uh, will he come back? I don't think so. Because Ray Fisher seems like he hates DC right now and Warner Brothers. so And rightfully so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's uh, I mean it's even worse than the situation uh with Ed Brubaker and Marvel. Um, and then we also got 
Jeffrey Dean Morgan said that he's interested in reprising the role of Thomas Wayne. So, yeah, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who was Thomas Wayne in Batman v Superman? Oh yeah, and also um, I'm trying to. Re- oh yeah, and of course he was also the comedian and Watchmen, the best part, I might add. So definitely, definitely looking forward to Flash movie. Uh, anything else or about Flash movie, or do should we continue on? It continue on because we don't know. Everything else is just speculation and stuff based on rumor and innuendo. Mm-hmm. All right, we did get some Furiosa movie news, which I was assuming that this would never actually happen, and now apparently it's going to happen. But it's going to be a very different movie than what we thought it was going to be. Uh, it's going to be a movie that takes place in multiple years and be very different from the Mad Max movies. I'm not sure about this. Yeah, I'm like, you did the impossible and recast Mad Max and and made a, a kick-ass movie and came up with a new winning formula. So you're going to just throw that out the crapper and what? Mm-hmm. I mean... I'm like, I mean, it's George Miller, so, I mean, wake uh, I mean, yeah, he's a great filmmaker, so, I mean, I will go see this sight unseen, you know, with if I never even see a trailer, I'll go see it, because I really love George Miller. And uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is supposed to be Furiosa, like a younger Furiosa, so I'm, I'm down. Yeah. I'm just really worried about it being how the story is going to be, because I feel like Mad Max kind of just introduced her. So we don't get that much about her, but like I don't really care about. I I want to know more about after Fury Road. I don't really care about her life before because that life seems like it was really crappy. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So uh, it's still supposed to be a twenty twenty three movie. So that feels like forever for now. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's yeah. gonna. Because George Miller's notorious for taking forever. I mean, Fury Road took years, decades to be filmed. Mm-hmm. And with all due respect to George Miller, he's getting up there in age. So who knows? Like he's almost eighties, I guess. At this yeah. point, I definitely think he's a great director, and no problem with age or anything. I'm not an ageist, but just uh-huh. saying, realistically speaking, it's gonna be hard to get this. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, I'm still hesitant about this because I don't. I want the future, not the past, of Furiosa. But who knows? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm just sitting here going. So, what are you going to do? A two-hour movie where we learn how Furiosa lost her arm? Probably. That's I mean, ironic. You could explain uh, that. You could explain that in a Wikipedia page, and and somebody could read it under a minute. <laughs> but it's, it's going to be kind of interesting having uh, Anya Taylor Joy playing another character with a metal arm. So. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it, it is a weird that um. I guess the main character that would have been in this movie has passed away. Um, the guy that was going to be um, uh, Immortal Joe, he the actor died, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not and sure. Not, I'm not going to make a tacky joke about the lack of immortal mortality. Because that's mm. bad, but it's it's sad, and I don't know if they're going to recast. Well, if it's everybody's younger. And they have no choice but recast if he's going to be in the movie, the character that is. Yeah. Uh, Hugh Keyes Bryan was the 
person that played Immortal Joe, which I think he was fantastic. Um, so yep. Yeah. 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 He, yeah. he was in the first as well cast. He was in the first one. He said. I think he was in the second one. Uh, I want to say as the oh god. Yeah. Uh, uh, Humongous, I think his character's yeah. name was. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I know he was in a previous Mad Max film. Mm-hmm. I think his um, IMDb it says Toe Cutter was his name in Mad Max the original. Yeah. Okay, so he was the original. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, the in the U.S. watching the first one is 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 rough because they mm-hmm. dubbed it horribly. I might add. Uh, they got the original they, audio now. Oh, they finally got the original audio now. I mean, I they, they had it on the original DVD, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember paying a small fortune for the Japanese uh, DVD because it had both audio tracks. Yeah, the American DVD had that too. <laughs> and I was happy. Okay. For it. Well, finally, because the original release didn't. <laughs> so Furiosa in pre-production now. And that's the plot of it, but it may be a while before we see that, if we do see it at all, because, it, yeah. like, you, you know, Mad Max Fury Road was in development hell for, like, a decade or two, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, we'll see. We'll see how that works out. Uh, mm-hmm. let's, so we got uh, another, here's another movie that is action-packed in theory. Uh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie, and Vin Diesel is going to star in it. We already had one. It's called Real Steel. Real Steel, yeah, with Hugh Jackman. That was actually a pretty good movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, Rock'em Sock'em uh, Robots doesn't exactly have a natural storyline. Uh, I'm old enough to remember when this damn toy came out. 1964 toy. Okay, I'm not quite that old, <laughs> but I remember. But I remember playing with these before I could practically walk, and me and my brother would just throw it against the wall and smack and smash it. <laughs> um, Jake smash. Yeah, I mean, I think it Jake smash. It got more popular in the '70s, but I think the original version was '64. Uh, just in case anyone doesn't remember, because um, who knows if you remember these toys. There were two robots that were uh, physical things, and you hit a button, and there's like a blue and a red robot. And then the blue, and then you put... You, and two buttons, and you would boom, and it would move the fists, and you would go bam, bam. And eventually, the one of the robot's heads would pop off, and then that way it would lose. And, you know, that's basically the whole thing. Um, basic toy that's been around forever. I don't know if kids nowadays even played with these. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know if they're still around. Because I, I know of them. But, you know, in the 80s, I didn't play with these. New Jake, did you play with these toys? Oh, I mean, I've never even seen them on the shelves at the store. I've seen them in movies and, and antique stores. That's not yeah. it. And uh, and once uh, arcade started being a thing, and for a quarter I could go play a video game, I was like, "Who wants to mess with Rock'em Sock'em Robots?" Yeah, I mean it was a fun toy, but it's a novelty fun. You had two. You had two moves. 
because that's why there's a really cool T-shirt of uh, one robot kicking another one in the nuts, which was hysterical, but you couldn't make that move. <laughs> so All you could do is left punch, right punch. And that's it. It's basic. Yep. So yeah. It's over in seconds. It's like, okay. No, you could, a game could go about five, ten minutes, because you have to knock the other guy's block off. So, we mentioned this before, and we'll say it again. Real Steel came out in 2011, and it was a pretty good movie. I don't say it's a great movie, but I enjoyed it. Um, wow, with ten years already? Yeah. Uh, how time flies in the 21st century. Uh-huh. I mean, that feels like forever ago. Uh, 2011. Um... <laughs> But yeah, it came out October 6, 2011. Not a 3D movie, at least not in America. Um, maybe somewhere else, parts of the world, maybe. But And it probably would have done better if it had a better trailer, because the trailers were pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I guess the only way that they could make this Rock'em Sock'em movie is to copy this, which is a copy of that. So <laughs> Yeah. I don't know how you make a whole movie like I, I don't think we'd get lucky enough, and they they would try to copy. Oh, I would, I would love it if they ripped off Pacific Rim and <laughs> and instead well, of fighting kaiju, we're in the ring. <laughs> but, but uh, I think it's going to be a remake of Robot Jocks. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's a cause, like there's no other like movies or cartoons that rock 'em sock 'em. They've been you know they're in Toy Story, but they weren't like they don't have their own lore. I think right. <laughs> yeah, like there's no cartoon Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie. There's no show. There's no comic books, as far as I know. It was a PlayStation but, yeah. game. Yeah, it's, I it's, think it's, they got um, kind of. I think they got shit canned um, when uh, the when they were really pushing the violence thing. Yeah, but this is just Vin Diesel's attempt at having another uh, like universe. Franchise. So he can, like, you know, be relevant in his 50s, which, I don't know, beyond Fast and Furious, it hasn't gone very well. Bloodshot, uh, Last uh, Vampire Hunter. I'm wondering why he doesn't write and direct anymore like he did in his early days. Before he went Hollywood. Yeah, because that's how he got discovered was Spielberg was like, hey, I'm a fan of your work. Mm -hmm, uh, exactly. Be an actor in Saving Private Ryan and rest is history. Uh huh. Exactly. And he and he's gone downhill since, which is unfortunate because yeah. I was a fan of his stuff too. Yeah. Uh, this might be one of those things where the property, the film rights, were super cheap, and they're like, "All right, we could probably make a really good mo money off from this." I don't know if there's going to be live action or animated either. I don't know. Do, do you think there's going to be a crossover with uh, G.I. Joe because it's like a Hasbro property? <laughs> Maybe, but... Are we going to the Hasbro universe now? Yeah, we're, we're going to have Shipwreck and the Rock and Sock and Robots movie. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a dead property. Like, there hasn't been a video game in 20 years on PlayStation. <laughs> you know, it's just... It's, it's a video game? Yeah, it's a 2000 yeah. game. Yeah. Oh, it actually, wow, it actually had a game that's bizarre. I just, like I said, my memories of it are me and my brother throwing it into the wall to see <laughs> pop the, how quickly we could pop the heads off. Yeah. I mean, I guess Mattel does have, like, a whole universe that it could play with if 
you know, pun intended. <laughs> Do we really need universes, though, anymore for movies? I'm over it. I'm getting that way, too. I mean, at this point, we're almost to the Simpsons parody of the Mar- uh, Mattel Mars Bar Quick Energy Chocolate Bot Hour. <laughs> Stay tuned for the Mattel and Mars Bar Quick Energy Chocobot Hour. You can count on us, Mr. President. Major Nougat, Gooey, Coco, put down those entertaining Mattel products. Colonel Katafi is up to his old tricks. Let's power up! <laughs> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can. I, I'm figuring in 10 years. Uh, the Simpsons is going to no longer be seen as a comedy, but as prophecy. Yeah, it's a cartoon documentary of life in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. All right, let's keep going here. We got some uh, show, a uh, TV stuff with Secret Invasion. Now, the TV stuff is something that will eventually get into the Marvel Cinematic movies somewhere, somehow. Because um, they do intermix, so... We're not going to talk about that much about TV shows. Uh, we do have podcasts on uh, WandaVision and Winter Soldier on Patreon, but not for everyone else. Um, so Olivia Coleman is going to be is in talks to join the Secret Invasion TV show. Olivia Coleman being well known for being the qu- queen herself in the Netflix show for the first two seasons. Yeah, beat out at uh, Glenn Close for an Oscar a couple years ago. Um, and I really, really love her in The, the uh, Crown. Um, now, I don't know anything about the Secret Invasion comics. Uh, Classic Jake, can you give us the word on that? Yeah, um, it's a little uh, muddled. Uh, I would, If I had to guess, I would say she's probably going to play Vinaka, the, the Queen of the Scrolls, would be my guess. So what is the Secret Invasion? Uh, it's basically Earth's heroes find out that the Squirrel Empire has infiltrated uh, various powers on Earth and replaced people with with Scrolls, and they've already taken over the world, and they've been running it for years and years. So, it's, so it's almost like a They Live remake, kind of, except without the consume and eat, pray kind of signs that you can see with if you wear special glasses and and also minus the 10 minute fight in the uh alley dang <laughs> so we do have the scrolls coming uh from introduced and captain marvel and then um one division so we definitely have that and the scrolls were also in spider-man far from home so this would definitely be a breakout thing um so far the scrolls have been uh, changed in the Marvel Cinematic Universe than... Uh-huh. Yeah, they've been made to be uh, basically good and the Kree basically bad. So that's a change-up from the comics. So who knows what's gonna go... Oh, is it gonna be... Uh, there's uh, different factions of, of scrolls, or is this going to be another race altogether? Or is it gonna be uh, a just to, they're just taking the name and have a completely new story. Uh, well, Wilson is going to be a bad guy, probably. <laughs> Who is going to be a bad guy? Uh, ben Mendelsohn, uh, the main scroll from uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, 
Yeah, he usually is a bad guy. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have a great idea. Great idea. Okay. Spill. Secret Invasion happened during the blip. Yeah, that would be a perfect opportunity yep. to do it. Uh, and maybe some of the people that came back didn't come back. Maybe everybody didn't come back. And, you know, the scrolls, some scrolls were like, well, we got to be president, whatever, or prime minister, whatever, to keep things going. And, oh, you know, some people here and there, and some people take things too far. And then when they did come back, they killed them. So that's perfect for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, Would you say that council from Falcon and the Winter Soldier is mainly scroll-based or crawl-based? Yeah. That would make sense because... The, the the how confused they behave, chaos. They're sowing yeah. chaos. I like it. I like it. We have some ideas here. Um, yeah. Marvel, get with us. <laughs> <laughs> well, in fairness, the Marvel people are wonderful. So I, if they, they if this is not their idea, they have a smart idea too. So, but I think this is a great theory. <laughs> yeah, come up top of my mind. Like I did not really give this second thought before. Uh, recording this so now uh we do got some sad news with um some cinema chains some theater chains closing down um now these are not um in the area i live so i never heard of them but arclight and pacific are now closing down forever right it looks that way uh, I haven't been. Of course, I was when I was going when I went to the ArcLight. It was I referred to it as the the the, the Cinerama, the dome, uh, and I hadn't been there like God, almost thirty years. Jeez, and it was amazing. It was probably the best. This is the way movie theaters should be ran. The fact that the best theater in the world just shut down and gar and and garbage chains are selling tickets and people are going to them is just so disheartening. Now, usually whenever they had the red press events, they will be going to a, um, going to the Cinemarama theater, right? So that's pretty much a big thing when, you know, they had their press events back in before COVID times. Mm-hmm. Now, um, this, uh, is a West coast thing, I guess. Cause I never heard of these places in Texas. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> So there's definitely going to be a struggle. Um, you know, you never know if someone's going to buy them up or change things up. Yeah, I'm hoping some. I'm hoping somebody like, hey, Jeff Bezos, you made. Uh, you're almost a trillionaire now, uh, and you've made a small fortune off the pandemic by the ArcLight. Yeah, Apple. Hey, you've been trying to get into the the TV movie business. Go for it. And yeah. uh, give a chance to update some of these theaters to actually be really great. And, you know, you could have in there your Apple you know, you know, exclusives on there. Uh, I recently watched Wolf Walkers. Love it. Great, great animated movie. So, yeah, we pour one out for Arclight and Pacific Theaters and any other theater chain that's struggling. Yeah, right and, I'm, yeah and I'm figuring um, the, if, if the Arclight can't survive, there is no real hope for um, theatrical presentation. Because uh, that's something we talk about and complain about a lot is that, you know, if you go to a movie theater, there's no guarantee that that experience will be top-notch. Where 
especially with or 3D. Even, even adequate. I mean, it's gotten to be so bad. I mean, you're lucky if the movie's in focus. Yeah. Because um, a lot of theaters, you don't know if the 3D quality is going to be good or bad. And you don't know if that's because the movie is bad or good, or if it's because the theater themselves had a bad run. You don't know. And, you know, I'm hoping, but not likely, that during the pandemic, the theaters that are surviving decided to, you know, clean up and fix things while they're at it, while they have time. But I don't think they did. Mm-hmm. Oh, and don't even get me started when Oregon had water issues and Regal just decided, oh, we'll just use the, we're too cheap to get a filter, so we'll just serve our soda with the contaminated water and let everybody get dysentery. <laughs> Oof. Um, all right, let's uh, keep going here. We got kind of talking about theaters. This is an interesting story. Um, New Jake, can you give us a rundown on a lawsuit regarding 3D glasses from India? <laughs> yeah, so apparently theaters uh, have been doing this, uh, it looks like, since 2013, based on the article, where they were doing a small surcharge for the actual glasses themselves, and uh, which is kind of shady because you figure that the extra surcharge in 3D would include the glasses, but apparently not. And um, so we get more into here. It's from the Hindu.com, and they mentioned that um, on October 28th, 2013, so almost 10 years ago, they went to this individual went to go see Gravity, and they had to pay 30 rupees, um, or rupees. Uh, for the 3D glasses, and the, they had a cover on there, but they weren't sanitized, and he complained that he had to pay 30 and that they're charging more for the ticket price. Now, this is a common practice in North America, that we pay for a surcharge for 3D, which sucks, because I feel like at the first year, okay, sure, you don't have a 3D thing, you're paying for upgrade, but it's been 10 years, and we're still paying for that 3D upgrade. Yeah, and it's in um, some in some theaters, it's five bucks. Yeah, and then they expect you to turn in the glasses. I'm like, no, I paid for I them; they're mine. Too, yeah, and they're like they're cheaply made glasses. I mean, they're like Dollar Tree sunglass quality. Uh, lower than that, and they've got these like film. They don't even have real lenses anymore. They're uh, just a plastic film. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but like, I mean, if you go to IMAX, sure, it's usually like the the active 3D, but this, this passive 3D glasses probably cost five cents to make, and they charge upwards of five bucks for a surcharge, which is really stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Regal's also too cheap to even get the, like, Wonder Woman. They had Wonder Woman styled, and Marvel had the various Marvel movies had glasses, oh. but but Regal was too cheap to have those. I, I have never gotten a special pair of 3D glasses. It's always been the standard black sunglasses look, so lucky you. Yeah, I got lucky because I'd be out of state. Like, one of the men, like, I think it was Minions I saw out of state, and they have the goggles. I remember those. So, great for steampunk cosplay if you're in. So, yeah, I'm not exactly sure because I don't really know the. Um, Indian legal system um, and I'm not exactly sure how this works but 
it seems like the person won the lawsuit. Um, and here's your thirty rupees back. <laughs> um, I, I don't know why it took so many years to go through the process, but I guess hey, win. <laughs> yeah, billion people in India. I mean, it probably takes time. Yeah, and uh, and if they're not sterilized, it, it, it kind of gives you an idea uh, why COVID is ins- insanely spreading in India right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my heart breaks for the Indians right now because it is yeah. a horrific situation with COVID right now over there. Yeah. So it, it, I read a story this morning about um, people that were using the oxygen tank and the cops took it away from someone so they could give it to a VIP and it's like they, they died later on because they didn't have their oxygen and it's like oh that's just so horrible and like they had a video it's like I don't want to watch that it's just it's so horrible you know and part of it is the caste system and oh it's just I, so, so many people are dying and it's just horrible horrible it's something that I, I wonder if it's going to affect 3D movies elsewhere because in the United States, the pandemic seems to be going down. We're getting vaccinated. We're getting things back to normal. But other parts of the world, it's still really bad. It just depends where you are. I think Brazil is a really bad hotspot right now, too. As we're recording this on May 2nd, 2022, 2021. <laughs> um, so it just, you, you may have some delays because as much as people don't want to admit it, we are in a global market for movies and if they can't release it everywhere, they may not release it anywhere. So yeah, except Netflix. Yeah, except digital like Netflix. But you know that's weird too because not everywhere has digital. You know, I don't think Netflix has the same movies everywhere, <laughs> and I don't think Disney Plus exists everywhere. So it's kind of one of those weird things where some places may get a three D release. Because they don't have an option to watch it in Disney Plus or, or watch it at HBO Max or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next thing. We got a date and a title for the next, the fourth Hotel Transylvania movie. Yay. Yay. Hotel Tr- Transylvania Transformania. <laughs> This must, be, this must be the movie that um oh god now his name uh, Sandler threatened if he didn't get nominated for uh, Hidden Gems. No, that that'd be Hubie Halloween. That movie's just god awful. Oh, I'm thinking he's going to take lots of revenge on us. Yeah, I mean, but that's that that's not fair. I mean, I know, but uh. Hidden gems, oh, oh, uncut gems. I mean, I can't believe I'm blanking on the name of that. That that was just <laughs> such an incredible movie, and he he got robbed. There's just no two ways about it. I feel you. Yeah, that was such a damn good movie. So, new Jake, have you watched the third movie of this? <laughs> I've only watched the first one, and I wasn't impressed. <laughs> oh my god! So we we gotta do a third movie review. We just got to bite the bullet because I watched the first movie and I was like, okay, you know, this is not as bad as I thought. And then I went to see the second movie and I was like, this sucks. This is bad. 
And I gave that one a 4 out of 10. And I was like, I'm not watching the third. And the third came out, and like all of us were like, nope. We don't want anything to do with this movie. <laughs> so we just skipped it. I mean, I yeah. did the movie uh, in 3D digitally, so I guess I'd have to watch it. <laughs> this actually got a 3D release? Uh, yeah, on Voodoo. It, it was like 15 bucks on sale, and I just bit the bullet, and I'm like, yeah, I'll watch it eventually. Okay, I guess I'll go look, see if I can figure out Voodoo. Yeah. So, we don't know anything about this movie. It says, Drax Pack is back. That's his official synopsis. Like you've never seen him before in the final chapter of the Hotel Transylvania franchise. They said that about the third movie. <laughs> <laughs> so is this time for sure? Uh, it's like it's it's the final chapter that we're gonna get uh, Jason's back. Oh God. Ugh. Uh, I hate to quote the Simpsons again, but they're gonna be making these movies until they become unprofitable. <laughs> Uh, is, is, did, uh, Gendy Tartakovsky, did he return to do this movie by any chance? Um, uh, yeah, it looks like it. Uh, God, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah. Come on, let him do us another Samurai Jack. Come on, Get please. Popeye, man. Popeye yeah. has so much potential. So, Transformania, which, ugh. Ugh. I hate that. What t- I hate that. It, it's hard to say. It's stupid. Oh my god. I can't even... I assume it's going to do with the werewolf or something, maybe. I'm going to guess it's a body swap movie. That. Oh god. <laughs> so freaky Friday. Ugh. Yes, on a big scale. And everyone's changing bodies and yeah. I don't know, but for sure though. We'll, we'll find out. We don't have a, it could be worse. It could be, there could be a Hotel Transylvania crossover with Fast and Furious. Uh. All right. Um, so we got another Sony deal. We, we talked about this previously with um, Sony and Netflix, and now Sony and Disney have a deal. <laughs> this is pretty big. Uh, pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. This is a crazy talk because, like, we talked about it before. And now, okay, yeah, we have a deal, too. So we're also going to have Spider-Man. And it's like, I'm confused. Well, Sony realized they wanted more money, so ka-ching. Yeah, and uh, and I think Netflix is out of the Marvel business. Yeah, pretty much. So I figured they were just whatever. I mean, Netflix is going to get the, you know, the streaming rights to Spider-Man and, like, Morbius, whenever that comes out, Venom two, and and then they'll come over to Disney Plus from what it looks like in the article. But I mean, yeah, they're pretty much gone. Yeah, it, yeah. So I'm just wondering uh, if Sony's going to close down all of their uh, streaming uh, and just hand it all over to uh, Netflix eventually. Ah, oh, poor Crackle never had a shot. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, the things that make sense to go on Disney will go on Disney, but, like, I don't think uh, Jumanji would be on Disney. Um, that will stay on Netflix. Um, I'm not exactly sure the details of this. It's all kind of confusing, and to get these two things back-to-back, it's like, okay, um, sure. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Spider-Man, yes. Uh, maybe even the older Sony uh, Marvel movies, but that's probably it. All right, uh, the deal that, this is from Verity, quote from them, the deal that Disney struck starting with Sony's 2022 theatrical slate was the competition of a larger strategy that included separate movie packs that Sony revealed last month with Netflix for so-called pay-one window, or the first TV airing of a movie after its theatrical run and home entertainment release. In the past, the pay-one rights holder could impose limits on the timing and availability of movies even as they travel to other licenses in later windows carefully designated over the six-year lifespan. <laughs> That's a lot of gobbledygook. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so... They, they're basically saying a movie has a six-year lifespan, but yet uh, rights holders want to extend copyright even further. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't understand this legal mumbo-jumbo, and I really don't. I really... Uh, okay, sure. Disney and Sony and Netflix are going to be fighting off, and you have options to watch some of these movies, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and when streaming... And streaming is starting to become more expensive than uh, cable was. Just and people aren't making as much money, and we're and we're slowly sliding into a depression worldwide. It's going to get real interesting. So oh, goodbye, Peacock. Hardly knew you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, by HBO Max may survive for a while, but oh yeah, I mean Warner Brothers is huge. So I mean, I know, but. Uh, they're charging way too much for their service. Well, they they recently announced their uh, ad supported one for ten bucks. I think it is. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and of course, no theatrical movies. Right. Which uh, uh, I'm paying. The but that's price. gonna go, but that's gonna go away next year anyway. Mm-hmm. And I'm still saying ten bucks with ads. I'm like going, please. Uh, I can I can watch plenty of things with ads for free. Apple kind of has it right with four ninety nine ad free. I suppose uh, they're Apple, <laughs> but there's nothing. Yeah. Off. Well, I've started. I I got a new iPad recently, and I've been watching the Apple stuff. And uh, slowly but surely, I've been enjoying it. Uh, I really like the Ted Lasso. It's an awesome, awesome, hilarious TV show. Um, there's a nature documentary called Tiny World that I really like. And uh, Wolf Walkers, the animated movie that got nominated for Best Picture, didn't win, but I think it's absolutely fantastic. Um, so it's been slowly but surely getting content and doing things. And Apple has been smart about giving away a free year with buying of an iPad or buying of an Apple TV or buying of an iPhone. So you're getting a year or and or more time free with this. And as you're developing it, it's it's one of those things that we'll see what happens with the Apple stuff in another two or three years. But Apple has infinite money <laughs> and Disney, so that they're thinking for the long run. And Apple just introduced a new 4K streaming device, so I don't think they're running out of the Apple the, the TV movie film industry anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, and and with the way things are going with Roku, I'm going to be in a market for a new streaming device and infrastructure. Well, um, Apple TV is expensive, but it does get you every channel. <laughs> and the 4K streaming looks absolutely beautiful, by the way. 
Yeah. Um, th- uh, it, so, so if they ever figure out uh, 3D and 4K, I'll get on that. All right, let's uh, keep going. We got uh, VR news, which is quite rare to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Resident Evil 4 VR. Resident Evil 4. <laughs> what are you buying? What are you selling? Yeah. My voice is kind of done. Uh, can you, yes, <laughs> keep talking. Yeah, I love Resident Evil Four. So, is this is this about the remake, or yes. is this the original game? Okay, so it's the remake. So it's a remake of the original game in VR in first person. Okay, I don't know. That, that's going to take the fun out of the game because of how the over the shoulder third person shooting in the GameCube and PS2 original. <sighs> I don't. I don't know how I feel about that. It seems it's going to make the game infinitely easier. Um, now they're, they've said that they're updating the graphics as they need to. Um, you know, obviously the GameCube was, um, a long time ago. <laughs> um, so it's a graphically speaking, um, dated, but it was, it was an awesome game. I love Resident Evil 4. I think it's, oh, a, yeah. um, I'm guessing Classic Jake, you haven't played this game. <laughs> nope. Missing um, out. It's, it's, I know, but, uh, uh, I'm 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 right now. I don't have the money. I, I I currently have custody of an Xbox, but not the money to uh, play it because apparently I have to pay a monthly fee to pretty much use it. So which uh, VR do you have, uh, New Jack, Classic Jack? Uh, the Oculus. Uh, I think it's called Two, the Rift or whatever, the okay. cheap one. So this is going to be for the Oculus Quest 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds like it. So, and I can see why they would simplify it, because the, the controls aren't exactly the most intuitive. Um, so you might be able to play this then, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I might actually go for it, because why not? I'm um, getting tired of just roller coasters. <laughs> So Resident Evil 4 is probably, for me, I haven't even played that many other Resident Evil games after 4, but for me, the peak of the franchise. I don't know about you, New Jake. Oh, uh, yes. I still need to play Resident Evil 7, but, I mean, yeah, Resident Evil 4 was fantastic. It was like Game of the Year when it came out on GameCube, and just top-notch gameplay that was fun and still scary. It's not completely an action movie, uh, you know, kind of like the other uh, Resident Evil games. Um, It does have some horror stuff in there, and uh, they did mention, you know, this is a big thing, that it's first person, so... It's a little bit weird because like they have hands there and they're just like floaty hands, not like yeah, just like the other VR thing. So they're not like attached to anything. So it is a little bit weird. And of course, you know, they have updated the graphics, but it's gonna be seventy nine dollars when it comes out. So that's kind of (laughs) high for a VR game. That is super high. Yeah, I mean, for an almost twenty year old game, that is. Damn, ridiculously! Boy. That is ridiculously high. I mean, if it comes with like special features, like maybe 
I don't know, the fifth and sixth game in VR <laughs> or even the seventh game, that would be worth it. But I don't know. That's uh I mean, uh drugs are cheaper. <laughs> you you could get yourself a GameCube and probably a copy of the game cheaper than that. Uh yeah. I mean I it... could buy a whole lot of roller coasters in VR for <laughs> In fact, I don't think I could spend 80 bucks, and I don't think they have that many. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely a lot of places where you can buy a Resident Evil 4. Um, the Wii version, I think, is actually really good. Um, like that included a pointer control, and it made it a little bit too easy, but a lot of fun to point at the screen and shoot. Yeah. Um, the PS3 version had additional content, which got into the Wii version, and then they released it recently on... Uh, Switch, and then I think Xbox One X and PS4, mm -hmm. I think. PS4, PC. Uh, PC is notorious, though, because it's not that good. Phones, I think it's on iOS. <laughs> yeah, it was on iOS there for a little bit. Uh, it, it's on everything. It'll be on your Samsung smart fridge eventually. It'll be like Skyrim. It's on everything. I've played this game like four or five times at least. Um, it, it's the gameplay is so much fun. Um, you're just in case you don't remember what Resident Evil Four is. Um, you're playing as um Anthony Kennedy. Um, and you're trying to uh save the president's daughter, and you go to this uh, Spanish area, and you find out that the zombies there are not zombies, but they're parasites and. The Plaga. So they, they so, named the hero after a Supreme Court justice. Okay. Yeah, Leon S. Kennedy. Leon S. Kennedy, sorry, not Anthony. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm like, okay, now that makes a little more sense. I was like, I was having images of a, a guy in robes, uh, machine gun and zombies to rescue. No, this guy has a sweet bomber jacket, though. <laughs> and Leon S. Kennedy was in Resident Evil 2, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, I don't. I haven't played the remakes of Resident Evil two and three, so I don't remember if they changed things. But um, I definitely love this game. I think it's a lot of fun. It's it's still spooky. It still has scares. Like the chainsaw guy is terrifying. Oh, and <laughs> um, there's a chainsaw guy here, uh, classic Jake that chops off heads. Yes, awesome. <laughs> and he's like a bullet sponge, so you really have to find a way to, to, to get away from him because you're going to eat up a lot of ammo. <laughs> oh, yeah. And ammo can be really scarce on the harder modes. It's just, you, you got to rely on your knife and dodging and everything. Uh, so it sounds like I better start out if I'm going to buy this in weenie mode. Maybe. Yeah. Well, free and first person, um, you know, they did have where you shot the zombie, shoot it in the head, that it would um, help kill it. But, you know, the later on, it does change because of the parasite. Um, but it, it definitely is something that playing in first person will make it a different experience. And they, are, they said that it's going to be a stereoscopic 3D and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I would love oh, yeah. to replay this in, in VR. I, th I think using the sniper rifle would be excellent because of the you know the 3D aspect. So I hope it is. The level design is fairly linear, so I think that actually would work in the benefit for VR. 
Yeah. Um, like you're going from one place to the map to the next place, and basically you have some wiggle room in the between, but not a lot. Like you have a town, but you do have a limited town. You don't have Grand Theft Auto kind of style of town or anything like that. So, yeah. Multiple locations to visit. I mean, the voice acting is a little bit corny, but I still appreciate the hell out of it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the 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 gameplay is top notch. It's it's one of my favorite games. It's one of the games that I, I like. I said I played this four or five times, and it's very rare that I would play a game that many times. And it's like every every time you play it, you could gain new items and weapons, and um, yeah. Resident Evil 4 is awesome. So, cool. Very cool. It's coming to VR. <laughs> so not cool is the price. Ugh. Yeah. Alright, uh, so we got some final news here with a Captain America 4 movie. Now, um, spoilers if you haven't seen Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but we're getting the fourth Captain America movie with Falcon. Uh all they've done all they've said is they've announced that um there's a script in development uh i think i don't even know if they've announced that much i think people are jumping the gun on this are reading more into it uh i don't even know if they if the if they're just developing a pitch i mean marvel's got a good track record when they usually announce even a pitch it gets developed so Chances are we are going to get a fourth Captain America movie. Oh yeah, but I think people are jumping a little too soon on. Uh, I just assuming because we may uh, we may instead get uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier TV show, or we might get both. Yeah. Well, it has been announced, so it's not like it's not it's come out, come out of nowhere. I know, but the thing is, the announce the announcement wasn't that the, they haven't said movie. The word movie has it's just been like in, they're saying it's a, there's development. Now, how do you do a movie like this? I mean, do you have like a, a him going by the movie the TV show? In like five minutes, so people that don't watch the TV show can know what's going on. <laughs> uh, I'm wondering if uh, they're going to get because I don't know if you remember to keep the Winter Soldier and Civil War kind of hush hush. They made a fake announcement about uh, uh, there being a uh, they were doing a movie on the '50s Captain America, which got people ex- so excited. Who read the com? Who because that's a that's a great retcon uh, of William Burnside and Jack Monroe and all of that. Because I always thought that would have been a great thing to tap into the fifth one of the fifties caps, or you could mash them into one character. You know the 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 grand director. That would be a great story, but uh, who knows what they're going to go? They it might go with. Uh, Captain America, they might really go into uh, Isaiah, Isaiah ah, Bradley's uh, what happened to him. Now, here in Hollywood Reporter, it says that they're the, the same showrunner for The Falcon and the Winter Soldier is uh, painting the script for this movie. So, mm-hmm. um, Malcolm Spellman. Yeah. 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 That's basically all I've heard is that he's a. Uh, 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 scripts in development. 
So how do you make a movie? Like, are they just going to assume you watch the the show and that's it, or, or are they going to? You know, we don't know. Um, I mean, they may actually use since it's all under one umbrella now. They could probably utilize footage from it from the show and introduce a few things. Like yeah. previously, you know, this happened. <laughs> or they might have a montage uh, with uh, halves of. Sam gets the shield. Sam hands over the shield. Uh, John Walker becomes Captain America. Sam. Uh, then they then they cut to a scene where he's formally uh, introduced as Captain America. Yeah. Um. Question: Is Bucky going to be here as his? Uh, or is it going to be without Bucky? Probably with. Yeah, I would say probably he's going to be in it, but you don't know. Same way with Isaiah Bradley. We don't know if he's going to be in it, or if he is, how big of a part he's going to have. We don't know if his uh, Isaiah's uh, grandson, who in the comics becomes Patriot, we don't know if he's going to be in it. We don't know if we're going to see uh, Torres, who in the comics becomes the new Falcon. He probably will. Yeah, because I imagine he's going to get those wings repaired. Oh, yeah. But that could also be in. See, we also don't know if there's going to be a, a a Captain America Winter Soldier TV show. They may just transition to a movie instead. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that Marvel has announced that we're not sure about yet, and you know, mm-hmm. it, it might be a couple years. It may be quicker. Um, they announced this the same day that the show ended, so. Yeah, yeah. Disney has a lot better track record than let's say Warner Brothers with announcements, because Warner Brothers just makes a zillion announcements, and maybe a fourth of them actually get made. So it's interesting to see how things are, are moving around with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and uh, we're gonna get Loki in June, and I'm gonna guess that the um, animated show What If is gonna be July, um, but who knows for sure. Uh, I'm thinking August, maybe. Um, now Quentin Tarantino has a new cinema that he's um created called Beverly Cinema. So um, maybe he buys up um Arc Cinemas or Pacific Cinemas or something. Well, if he bought the Beverly, I don't think he has. If he bought the Beverly, I don't think he has enough money to buy the Arc. Now he could probably go in a partnership with somebody and purchase it. If he was part of any conglomerate that bought uh, the Arc Light, it would be in good hands. Yeah, wouldn't get turned into a strip bar. <laughs> it would be uh, exclusively about feet. Yeah, off them shoes. Yeah, <laughs> or or it might give you a discount if you walk in barefoot. <laughs> uh, but like, I think I think if you partner with like Alamo Draft House, that would be so awesome. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Alamo is weird because I thought they were closing down, but then they're not closing down. I'm a little bit lost by how that works and bankruptcy. Bankruptcy is really confusing anyway, so. Yeah, they probably got an angel to bail them out, and who knows who it could be. I mean, there are several big filmmakers that have um, invested, you know, time with doing film festivals and things with them, so. I'm glad to see that they're uh, uh, 
not going away. I just wish they were able to get Cinnabar instead of Regal. Yeah. Alright, I guess that's going to be it. Do you guys have anything else to add to 99? Only thing I will say is I've heard uh, Oculus, there's going to be um, a, a version that you don't have to log into Facebook to use, but I've also heard it's going to be $500 more. <laughs> Which is more than the damn thing cost in the first place. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's ridiculous. I did hear that James Cameron was a little bit worried about the state of movies going into 2022. Because that's when Avatar 2 is supposed to come out. And he doesn't know if it's really going to... If the theaters are going to be able to show it. Which, um, yeah, I, I agree. I'm worried about it too. But I don't know what else that can happen. Yeah. Uh, they'll uh, just delay it another year, probably. Push it yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, if you're that worried about it, you should get it out as soon as possible. Somebody's got to uh, take a bullet other than Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Well, that was Christopher Nolan's fault. He's like, uh, cinemas need a, it has to be in cinemas, nothing else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it also sounds like there were a lot of issues with its presentation. Yeah, if you're if you're not in the IMAX theater with Atmos, then you're pretty much just screwed. Yeah, because it, it seems like that was the problems with the sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we'll see what happens because the box office has started to come back in America. I think in in China it has come back, but not to a. a not to the same highs as 2019, but it is not completely zero like yeah, 2020. It looks like there might. It looks like there might actually be one movie that hits a billion. It's some it's some Chinese uh, comedy that's wildly successful. It may be the only movie this year that actually crosses the mark, but it hasn't yet. Huh. I mean, it might, and it'll, and it'll probably never get a release anywhere else because it's just one of those. A Chinese comedies that yeah. has no market outside of China. Um, you know, James Cameron did say he's worried about you know movies have to, having to make one or two billion dollars, and it's you know everyone makes a big deal about the box office battle, but the truth is, what is his quote? Um, it is what really needs to focus on getting back to theaters. Hopefully, we could still have movies like that: Endgame, Avatar. And the big Marvel movies and all that movies are able to make one to two billion, and it's going to be hard to get to a billion now. I think. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Especially uh, my state, even though it's such a tiny state, box especially box office wise. But uh, I mean, there's going to be some counties. They're going to be reduced to uh, only six people allowed indoors, mm. excluding staff. And then even staff is going to be limited. So I'm thinking in another couple of weeks, we, Oregon may not have theatrical presentation again. It's going to be rough. And, uh, you know, Pixar is, is actually kind of uh, one more little thing and then that'll be it. Uh, Pixar employees are very demoralized by Luca and Soul being Disney Plus exclusives. Because Luca was going to get a theatrical release, and then it just said nope. And then, of course, Soul got delayed. But I actually kind of appreciated that Soul got a Disney Plus on Christmas because I needed that movie on Christmas. Like, 
<laughs> and, I still I still need to see that movie in 3D. I just need to see the movie. <laughs> um, so really, it got an Academy Award, and it, I think it definitely Ooh. deserved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know I can understand morale. You know, people work really hard on the animated movies, and they're not lower class, and they could still make. You know, pe- look, animated movies have for a long time in America at least gotten a second class. You know, oh, it's not a great movie. It's animated, and you know. I know that's the pushback when I would tell people people would whine at me about Mortal Kombat movies. I would go watch Scorpion's Revenge, and they go, "But it's animated." And I'm like going, "Well, so's the damn game." Yeah. What do you think they're actually killing people for reals in that? We did get a trailer for Luca, um, a, a longer trailer, and it seems fun. Um, I don't. I, I don't know. I'm fine watching it at Disney Plus because I already have Disney Plus. I'm watching it at home, but um, I don't know. I, I understand why Disney kind of feels this. You know, they may not may be able to make five billion. You know, a billion dollars or five hundred thousand. Maybe the next super big Disney Pixar movie will get a theatrical cut. You know, it's it's weird because Raya got a theatrical cut, a, a theatrical run, but not this. So I think they figured out that Raya is not going to make that much money, but I don't know. It's they they should have just reversed. They should have put the Pixar stuff in theaters and then Raya digital only. That would have been interesting because Raya did not do that well. <laughs> um, no, I mean it's only made forty some million in America. What, yeah, worldwide it's made a hundred million. That's that's not terrible for COVID, but. For any other time, that would be a huge bomb because this movie looks expensive. It was expensive, but not a great movie. I mean, mm-hmm. compared to Godzilla vs. Kong, which... Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's made about $400 million, which is surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it, it Disney's going to look at that and it's like, hey, you know, why is our cartoon doing half as good as Godzilla vs. Kong, you know? Uh, because it doesn't have a good uh, Kong storyline and great fights. Yeah, and it's uh, Luca's not getting premiere access or whatever. It's just going to be Disney Plus, and that's it. You know, you get to watch it, and God knows if we'll ever see it on three D. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sucks. I mean, but I appreciate uh, being able to see it without having to shell out thirty additional dollars. Yeah, like uh, Mulan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's always good to have just these movies on the docket and be like, okay, you can watch it at home. And, you know, obviously, when you're making a movie, um, when you're making a, a theatrical movie, you know it's different than if you're making a movie direct to home release. You know, it's there's a difference between making Aladdin 1 and Aladdin, you know, Prince of Thieves or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's one of the things I'm really appreciating about uh, about streaming channels, it's like they're trying to make a product that would hold up in a cinema most mm. of the time. Not, they don't always succeed, and sometimes they wind up with something more like uh, Ike Putterman's The Inhumans. But <laughs> yeah, Aladdin King of the, Aladdin Three. Then the King of Thieves. Sorry, I got that mixed up. But yeah, I understand Classic Jake's idea because I feel like there was a long time when it was direct to home DVD was meant that it sucked. 
Yeah, it's just like very rarely you would have like Tremors Two is probably one of the best direct to video movies ever. And <laughs> yep. But there's other ones. It's like, uh, you know, like most of the Steven Seagal stuff. Oh, you know, this is made directly for DVD. You know. Uh, well, a lot of his movies should have went straight to cable. They shouldn't have even had a theatrical stop. Yeah. So I definitely feel for the animators and people working on Luca because it might it might be a 3D movie in other parts of the world, but that don't yeah. have Disney Plus. And I'm just hoping their back ends get honored somehow. They don't get short shrifted. Yeah. No. I'm sure it, like Disney's been. Disney's been short shrifting a lot of people lately. Yeah. Because, like, I guess I should mention Ed Brubaker. Uh, if you don't know, he's who created the Winter Soldier. He's mm. the guy who made the pitch to Marvel Comics to bring back uh, Bucky Barnes. He was considered sacred death, like uh, Gwen Stacy and Uncle Ben. Uh, you don't bring him back. But everybody was tired of all the fake Bucky stories, and heck, it was such a successful bringing a character back. Most people don't even remember that Bucky was dead in the comics for decades. I mean, there's definitely a difference between movies that come out in theaters and movies that come out at home. And, you know, there's a, like Disney, there definitely is a different tier. And, like, that Lady in the Trap movie that went out on Disney Plus. That I don't think anyone cares about or remembers that it came out in Disney Plus. You know, yeah. compare that to the Jungle Book, even, which made I didn't it, even bother. Yeah, I didn't even bother either. But the Jungle Book, I went to the theaters and watched that in 3D and loved the hell out of that movie. <laughs> you know, so I feel for the guys and girls and people's uh-huh. working. Yeah, I mean, I I feel. I mean, I feel for him because, uh, like I said, it's gonna it's gonna probably cut into their pay. Yeah. I mean, have you guys seen the new trailer for Luca or no? No. Yeah, I've seen several trailers. I don't know how new they are, but I mean, it just they would have been smart to reveal uh, the twist in the first trailer. Yeah, the, the new trailer basically has the kids start off in the ocean, be mermaids or mermen or whatever. Um, and then they go to the Spanish town um, for funsies. And then, so, that basically it's just the same tra- teaser trailer, but like maybe 20% more. Um, same basic idea that if they get wet, they become instantly mer creatures, um, whatever. So it's pretty much the movie Splash, okay. Yeah, it's kind of Splash meets Creature from the Black Lagoon meets Call Me By Your Name, minus the sex okay. stuff. All right. Interesting. So I mean, That's what reads it to me, anyway. Yeah, it, it looks like a fun movie. It definitely looks enjoyable. Uh-huh. It looks very beautiful. Um, so, it, yeah... Um, these kids are mermins, or, or, or I don't know. Um, these, Features. yeah, and like if you just splash water on them, boom, they get to have, um, they become that way. So that dynamic of they can't touch water because of they'll be seen, and I, I think eventually the I don't know, I've not I haven't seen the movie, but I'm gonna assume that they get caught and, um. Yeah get found mm-hmm. out and they have to deal with the consequences and 
maybe there's like a big thing where people freak out and try to kill him or something, but I don't know. I don't know for sure. Disney usually, Pixar Disney usually has a, a, a trick up their sleeve or two. So it looks good and I feel bad for yeah. him, but it is what it is during the pandemic. I mean, the worst scenario, worst case scenario is that it just got canceled and they never got to air it at all. And, you know, at least it's going to be on yeah. somewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they're going to, it's going to find an audience. That's uh, probably going to have a huge audience, especially since it doesn't cost anything extra. It's going to be seen as a real Lux offering. With more movies um, having, you know, with the Oscars not necessarily having a, a thing with, um, I don't think the Oscars care anymore about if the movie's been in the theaters anymore, or is that not a thing anymore? Uh, the The Oscars were such a bomb this year. I mean, they didn't even have a 10 million audience. Then maybe change uh, the rules so, altogether, yeah. Oh, I th- I think a lot of it has to do with, uh, I don't think most, I didn't even watch them this year. I didn't even bother. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, some good stuff was, was has been ignored the last couple of years. And I think this year, a lot of people didn't even see any of the nominees. So they weren't rooting for anything. Yeah, like... Nomadland, who's seen that? Uh, I mean, know, I have, but that's... Bozeman lost. I, that, uh, I mean, and uh, and I figured they were going to... Uh, Chadwick Bozeman, they were doing the same thing to him that the Academy did with James Dean. Same results, too. And, uh, um... Yeah, all the nominees, um, I never... I haven't watched any of them, so I feel like... Um, all of them watch- seem depressing as hell. It's like I don't want to watch that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, and and you heard Kevin Feige's prediction of Eternals uh, going to win uh, Best Picture next year. Yeah, right. <laughs> Especially now that uh, Chloe Zhao uh, interview she gave ten years ago, denouncing China and Beijing's policy and calling them liars. Uh, yeah, she's like. They didn't even, the Chinese media didn't even report on her winning. Yeah. Now, will they, will China show the Eternals when it comes out in November? Possibly. Uh, I I would not be surprised if they do not. Yeah. That's going to be interesting to see. That interview was really hard stuff. Uh, True? Yeah, probably. Probably every word of it, but. China's going to China. I mean, they yeah. are not called a repressive regime for no reason. All right. Um, I guess that's going to be it for the show. Um, I think we got a lot of different topics and a lot of new stuff added in here and there. And, uh, yeah, we're going to keep on struggling. And, and uh, you know, we're not trying to struggle, but it is what it is. We're, we're doing what we can to give you content during this tough time. And, uh Next time for episode 100, we all agreed that we're going to be um, filming this. So that will be on YouTube, of course. Um, and you'll be able to see our faces. And I'm going to try to edit it and um, have clips and stuff and actually be like other podcasts because I know um, I'm kind of lazy when it comes to putting these up on YouTube because I just have the graphics and that's it. 
Um, it's a lot of time and work, so, um, but we'll try. So you can see us on 100 on YouTube and see our faces, and um, we may have some fun things to show you on the sh- show, but we haven't planned that out yet 100%, but I think for, in May of 2021, we should have episode 100 recorded. So um, we definitely would definitely love your listener mail for episode 100. So definitely send it to us and we'll have a big listener mail segment. Um, if you give it to us, if you don't have anything, um, you know, I don't think you guys really care about um, junk emails that I get from <laughs> crap, you know. So, talking about monetizing and you know those emails that I don't think anyone cares about. You know. Yeah, and, uh, you got and your car and your and you need to update your car warranty. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's um. Someone that wants to be intimate with me, to be nicely, to put that nicely. <laughs> um, uh, there's someone that wants a subscription, um, that if uh, a Norton subscription to reactivate. Uh, that's the kind of emails I get right now, and um, I'm putting it very nicely. Um, I could put it. I could be more vicious, but I'm putting it very nicely and very nicely that. You know, there's lonely people that are emailing me on the official email, email 3D or 2D at gmail.com for, you know, say in the title, this is for show 100 because there's a lot of garbage here uh, that I get um, in the junk. So I don't get much of actual stuff, um, but I definitely would love your um, questions. And I'm not going to guarantee that your question will be answered on the show, but we'll try to do the most present and good questions. Um, so I don't want to guarantee anything because I don't want some horrible racist or a sexist or, or crazy stuff questions. You know, what do you think about this conspiracy theory? No, I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess that's going to be it for us. Bye. 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 Before this podcast wraps up, I want to thank my patrons. Thank you, Kano3D, Mr. Bengal5, and Kevin Winter for your financial support on Patreon.com. So that's going to be it for this podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find 3D or 2D on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, and more. Just look for 3D or 2D. Links are in the info box. If you want to send us listener mail, our email address is email3dor2d at gmail.com. Thank you for either listening or watching this podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.